But I paused and thought the other thing that really transformed my life, it's really what turned, I had two failed companies and then a, a series of, of winners. It's when I truly understood time and how to achieve extreme productivity. And everybody says, you know, why does the world need another book on time management? Well, I had read all the other books about time management <laughs> and I wanted to, to, uh, not just write down my own transformation and thoughts, but I said, all right, you know, let I now have the time and resources to reach out to over 200 self-made millionaires and billionaires and Olympians and others nice. to ask them like, what is your number one secret to productivity? And that's uh, where the book came from. What is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining yours truly, Ryan Calagiri, on this week's episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where every single week I'm reading a book, condensing it down to its core golden nuggets. I'm bringing the author on the show to have a conversation about the golden nuggets, and I'm here every single week just trying to save you a little bit of time and bring you some information that can spark real change in your life. And if you love the show, then please just do me a favor. Go online, rate, interview the show. When you do that, take a screen capture of that. Send it to podcast at ryancalajuri.com. And I'll make sure you get entered to the draw every quarter for a prize. And of course, you know, if you're listening on Spotify or SoundCloud, they don't give you the option to leave a rating or a review. So all you got to do is just send an email to podcast at ryancalajuri.com. And uh, tell me how much you love the show. Tell me how often you're tuning in. Tell me what it's done for you. Tell me what your favorite episode was. I don't care. Just send me a writing. Send me a review. And I'll make sure you get entered to the draw every single quarter for a prize. And this quarter's prize, you know we're giving away. $1,000 in cash, baby. Come on, who doesn't want $1,000? Give me a rating. Give me a review. It's just that simple. And I'll send you 1000 Well, no, that's a lie. I'm not going to send you 1000 bucks for a rating or review. I'm going to draw someone's name out of the... Uh, the bucket of names that I have and uh, the winner will obviously get a thousand bucks in their country's currency, whatever it is. Also, don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. You see what I'm doing and uh, see what I'm up to throughout the week. Also, last but not least, if you love the summaries, if you love what I'm doing here every week, then you'll love the PDF summaries that I'm going to be sending out to everyone. I don't want to do a weekly email because weekly it just gets repetitive and people forget about it or they just kind of ignore it. I know how it is. You know, we value an empty inbox more than we do information that we opt in for. So I'm sending out an email once every month with all the summaries for the month sent out. So I'll be sending that email out shortly. And uh, that's just a PDF of each and every single episode in written format. So you want to get that. So go to cutthecrappodcast.com. The very top, it says summaries. Give me your email and your name. And I'll make sure you get that uh, in your inbox once a month. Nice and easy. All right, so this week, what are we covering? We're covering the 15 secrets successful people know about time management, the productivity habits of seven billionaires, 13 Olympic athletes, 29 straight-A students, and 239 entrepreneurs. Now, this episode was a first for Cut the Crap Podcast. I've never had an episode where we had 15 golden nuggets with the author, so... I had Kevin, uh, he had a task on his hands, but uh, we managed to get through it. We got through 15 golden nuggets and we kept the episode nice and tight, as I promised that I'll do every single week. So this was a really good episode. Lots of great takeaways. And out of the 15, you don't have to take all 15 and put them into practice. Take one, two, three, four, five. It doesn't matter, but just take a handful of these golden nuggets. Try putting a few of them uh, to work for you. And I'm telling you, it's going to make a big difference in your life. We all have the same amount of time. Every single one of us has the same amount of time. But some of us squander it. Some of us waste it. Some of us don't make best use of it. 
It's my goal, my, my hope at the end of this episode that you'll be able to see just how much time you have in the day. And there's something, something in this episode that you'll be able to use to maybe get more out of your day. And that to me is a win. Absolutely a win in my book. So without further ado, let's crack right into this one. This is a really good episode. Great energy. And I love talking to Kevin. I can't wait to get Kevin back on the show talking about some of his other books. But this one is 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management. The Productivity Habits of 7 Billionaires, 13 Olympic Athletes, 29 Straight A Students, and 239 Entrepreneurs. I'll catch you back here at the end of the episode. Enjoy. I'm very excited today to bring you our guest, the author of 15 Secrets, Successful People Know About Time Management, Kevin Cruz. Kevin, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for making time for myself and everyone out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation. And uh, like I was telling you beforehand, as we were kicking things off here talking, um, <laughs> we got a big task ahead of us with a title like 15 Secrets. We got to go through 15 <laughs> golden nuggets. So it's going to be a first for Cut the Crap Podcast. It's going to be a marathon, man. So get your water ready. Hopefully you've been doing your cardio. Hope we're ready. But uh, it's going to be a good one. But We'll uh, move fast. We'll do it, Ryan. I, I believe it, man. I believe it. But before we kick into it, you know, give us a quick introduction, man. For people who don't know who you are, what you do, uh, let us know. And then as you do that, uh, also tell us how you came to uh, write this book in the first place. Yeah, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So for 30 years now, I've been starting uh, companies. I had a couple that crashed and burned. I've had three pretty good exits and a couple of sort of ones that were in between. I've got I'm running a, a year and a half old startup now. And I, when I sold my last company 10 years ago, uh, I, I needed a break. I was a single dad raising three kids. Mm. And instead of doing another startup, I wanted to pursue another passion, which is you know, writing and speaking. And most of my career, since I've been leading companies, it's been in the area of leadership. But I paused and thought the other thing that really transformed my life, it's really what turned, I had two failed companies and then a, a series of, of winners. It's when I truly understood time and how to achieve extreme productivity. And everybody says, you know, why does the world need another book on time management. Well, I had read all the other books about time management <laughs> and I wanted to to uh, not just write down my own transformation and thoughts, but I said, all right, you know, let I now have the time and resources to reach out to over 200 self-made millionaires and billionaires and Olympians and others nice. to ask them, like, what is your number one secret to productivity? And that's uh, where the book came from. And the, the success of it, Ryan, surprised me too, because like I said, most of my books are business books, leadership books, and this was a passion project. I'm obsessed with time. One of the the only pieces of original artwork, expensive artwork I own, It's it just is a visual called The Time Is Always Now. Nice. Uh, but this book outsells all of my other books no kidding. combined. So <laughs> I guess the world did need another book on time management. I guess so. Yeah, it's one of those things. Time is something we take for granted. And when you're really busy, you got so much to do, you have big goals. You want to achieve so much, you realize just how little of it you have, but you can also realize just how much of it you have when you start to use it properly. And it's something that I, I don't know, man. Like I'm still trying to figure it out, and it's tough. I think this, there's something different for everybody, and I think what I really enjoyed about your book was that there's a lot of different tips in here for us. And obviously there's 15 great time management tips that we can use um, to become more efficient. And you might not use all of them out there, everyone in Cut the Crap Podcast right. Nation. You might not use all of them, but if you use one, two, three, or four of them, I'm telling you, you're going to get a lot more out of your day. Any Anyone can make a big difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 
Kevin, are you ready, man? You ready to do this I'm thing? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's kick into this one. Golden nugget number one. Time is your most valuable and scarcest resource. So again, I think everyone out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, for the most part, we all know that time is valuable and that it's very scarce. So we don't really need to talk about that. But what I'd love you to talk about is talk about the number 1440. Hey, 1440 is the number that can change your life. And that number is the number of minutes we all have in a single day. And while you know most of the people that I interviewed, you know, they're not all doing the same 15 secrets either. The, the common thread was that they always spoke about minutes and the value of time. And when you truly realize what, like just how valuable a single minute is, I mean, money, we can lose it and make it back again. Our health, we can get sick and get healthy again. Time, once it's gone, it is gone. Time is life. And so, you know, in one minute, for your health, you know, you can bang out some push-ups or sit-ups or take a, a cleansing breath. For relationships, you can tell someone that you love them or that you're grateful for them. In business, it takes a minute to have a breakthrough idea. And once you truly understand that, all of a sudden, you know, you're not going to let people steal your time with all those God a minute meetings or uh, other trivial things. You know, I, I, I was blown away. I interviewed Kevin Harrington. He's sort of the founder of the infomercial right. Shark Tank guy. And he said that before he takes on any new project, he calculates the potential upside and calculates the time and he figures out the value per minute. Wow. And that wow. sounds pretty extreme, but I mean, I take that to heart. Everybody was sort of saying every minute counts. How can I plan my day, plan my time and make the most of it? 1440. I mean, we start to look at how many minutes you have in a day. It starts to put into perspective that, holy, like there's a certain number of minutes every single day that I have at my disposal. And so much of it is just wasted minutes. So if you start to capitalize on the time that you have, you'll realize, holy, I can get a whole bunch done. Like you were saying, it only takes a minute to pound out some push-ups. Everyone's making excuses. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to do this. Hold on a second. Why don't you just take one minute, sit down at your desk and like do some dips with your triceps, do some push-ups, do some jumping jacks for five minutes that can make a huge impact on your life it's great so golden nugget number two identify your most important task and do it first talk to us about that one yeah two parts and so you know i, I talk about the most important task the mit a lot of people are familiar with the great book called the one thing same concept it's truly understanding what your most important task is. Now that's not the thing, that's not like the fire to put out. That's not, um, there's you know other wisdom that says, oh, you know, eat that frog first. It's mm. not that. Your MIT is, you know, what is that project that is gonna double the size of your business? What is that project that's gonna get you the promotion or max out your bonus uh, at work? And then break it down. It's like, what domino can I tip over today that's gonna lean on the next one and the next one? And then we have to get in that discipline of scheduling time to work on our MIT first thing in the morning. You know, our, our the, the behavioral psychologist, Dan Ariely talks about we are at our best for about a two hour window of time in the morning. You know, we're at our cognitive best. But what do most of us do? We stroll in with, you know, to work, we open up email, we start working on everybody else's MITs by answering their emails and all that stuff. Before we respond to text, before we listen to voicemails, before we do email, we should work on our MIT. When I talk to 
uh, Tom Ziegler, he's the son of the legendary Zig Ziegler. You know, he says, invest the first part of your day working on your number one priority that will help you to build your business. And it's the same even if you're not an entrepreneur. What is your MIT? Tackle it first thing in the morning. Ah, love it. MIT, most important tasks. Golden nugget number three. Now, this is one of my most favorite ones. This by itself, Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, I changed my day in terms of how I work, how I uh, schedule tasks by using this golden nugget. Work (laughs) from your calendar, not a to-do list. Talk to us about this one because it's a monster. All right. So this is the one that I think has gotten everybody's attention. You know, (laughs) I get the most emails. Most people tell me I'm a stupid idiot jerk and I should stop saying this stuff. (laughs) I had a big fight and a bet with Richard Branson about it. But I also get the same number of emails saying, Kevin, you have changed my life. Mm -hmm. And this rule is stop using a to-do list. You know, I was asking all of these people, self-made billionaires, self-made millionaires, What is your number one secret of productivity? They could have said anything. And none of them mentioned a to-do list. I was about halfway through the interviews. And finally, I started doing the follow-up. I'm like, well, what about your to-do list? Give me some advice. They laughed at me. They're like, to-do list? You know, we work from a calendar. And as I did the research, Ryan, it turns out 41% of items that people put on their to-do list are never done at all. It's like, a to-do list is is the graveyard of, you know, important but not urgent. You know, like we all work on the urgent stuff, the easy stuff. And so this idea is, and, and this is crazy because the most popular system out there is getting things done. And there's a lot I like about it. But the GTD method says, hey, your calendar is for phone calls and meetings, you know, scheduled items. Put everything else on your to-do list. I, no, if you really want to get something done, Pick a day, a time, and a duration, and then live from your to live from your calendar. A, a cheat sheet at this, if you're trying to get into it, because it can be hard, is fill out your your calendar for the day. Every minute is accounted for. Print it out, and then just go through it in order. It's mm-hmm. like a to-do list, but you're time bound on it. And uh, it's hard to to make this shift. But I want everybody to try it. Hey, if it ain't for you, it's fine. But for most of us, if we've got more than 10 things we're trying to get done, you know, then it's got to go on the calendar or we just aren't going to get to it. Oh, completely. I was just going to say that this is it was difficult for me to get used to that because I've grown up using to do lists. You know, we had David Allen on the show not that long ago talking about the GTD method. And that method is great for some people. It's, it's not great for others. And so you have to understand, everyone out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, it's not about somebody being right and somebody being wrong. It's about everybody having a different approach to how they do their work. And some people will really resonate with this one. For me personally, this one really resonates with me. And I do that exact same thing. I print up my calendar every day and I look at what I have on there and that becomes my to-do list. And I measure that by the minute. And what Kevin said there is that it's, yeah, it's kind of tough to get used to it at first because you might be used to the to-do list and writing it all up on your stickies or whatever it is. But when you actually force yourself to make the change, it took me maybe about two weeks to actually get this down right. But after I got it down, man, like I'm doing this forever. Absolutely. That's great. Golden nugget number four, to overcome procrastination, beat your future self. So Kevin, maybe you can give us some procrastination busters here. Yeah. And again, with the limited time, it's tough, Brian. But as you said, like you need to become a time traveler because your future self is is fighting against your best self. Now, what I mean by that is we've probably all had that experience where we're in the grocery store and you know what? This is the week 
I'm going to drop a few pounds. I'm going to get on the program. I'm going to eat clean. So I'm buying salad and carrots and all this healthy stuff. And then it's a week later and it's like I'm throwing out the uh, the, the wilted moldy vegetables <laughs> that I never even opened. Right. Because I was doing fast food, frozen food and, and too many nachos. And it's because in that moment of buying, we're like, hey, that future Kevin this week is going to eat all this salad. It's easy to say it when I'm not the guy in the moment doing it. When that moment arrives, of course, hey, I'm stressed out. I deserve a break. I don't feel like cooking. We, we go into excuse mode. So we need to think about, all right, how's that future evil version of ourselves going to jeopardize our best intentions? And, you know, let's say we want to start jogging this week. We want to we work out. Well, you know what? I'm, I know that my evil self is going to hit that snooze alarm. How do I, how do I fight back? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my iPhone, I'm going to set that alarm put on the other side of the room. So nice. I got to literally get out of bed to shut it off. And that evil Kevin's going to say, oh man, I don't know where my workout stuff is. I'll, I'll work out tomorrow instead. Well, you know what? I'm going to beat that future version by putting my sneakers right at the end of my bed. In fact, I'm going to go to sleep in my shorts and t-shirt. So I just need to put my sneakers on and I'm dressed. Nice. You know, so we just need to think about all the ways that we're going to procrastinate all those excuses we're going to come up with and try to beat them in the present moment. Yeah, it, this is tough too, everybody. I mean, procrastination seems to be the default for for so many people, myself included. I procrastinate all the time and becoming aware of it and putting different mechanisms in place to help you be more efficient. You know, behave like the person you hope to become is one of the things you mentioned in the book, Kevin. And I truly love that. It's, you know, what, who do I want to become a month from now, right? I set that goal and I want to be that person. So my behavior right now needs to get me there. And so I need to do things. And I do things like that where I'll go to bed in my gym clothes and I'll wake up and just roll out of bed, roll downstairs and hit my gym and start working out. Um, whatever you have to do to overcome procrastination, you got to do it. But I love that that motto of just beat your future self. Truly love it. Golden nugget number five, there will always be more to do. So this one really is about accepting your limitations. Talk to us about this one. Yeah. You know, I think back when I was young, a young and dumb entrepreneur, you know, I was the guy who was just eight hours a day wasn't enough. So I'd work 16 or 20, five days a week wasn't enough. I'd work seven. The girlfriend or eventually the wife would be like, Hey, it's six o'clock. Dinner's cold. When are you coming home? I'm leaving the office in five minutes. Then it's an hour later. I'm still in the office. <laughs> and you know, one of the things that I learned from interviewing all these people is they have this sense in their bones. Like there will always be more to do. Andy Grove wrote, uh, he was the founder and CEO of Intel. And he said, you know, my day ends when I'm tired and ready to go home, not when I'm done, because mm -hmm. I am never done. Uh, a manager's work is never done. There's always more to be done, more that should be done, always more than can be done. Now that's, you know, I start to get stressed out just reading this other guy's <laughs> statement. But once we understand, we have 1440. So there will always be more things to do at work, on our business, et cetera. We have to decide ahead of time, how many of our 1440 are we gonna invest? And there's no judgment. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe we've decided that we're going to work a 10 hour day or a 12 hour day or a six hour day, hmm. whatever you decide, be intentional about it. And then realize you've allocated other minutes for your health, which is gym time. You've allocated other minutes for your relationship, including date night or time with your kids. And so instead of just working more, 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 because you have more things on that dreaded to do list, you've already realized 
here are the areas I value in my life. There will always be more things to done to do in the gym, at home, in our marriage, and at work. Let's just allocate those those minutes ahead of time. Absolutely. You know, work, all this stuff, it's never ending. So it's really about setting reasonable boundaries. And that's what successful people, the people you interviewed, really figured out. It's about setting those boundaries and sticking to them. Great, great piece of advice. One third of the way through, man. We got two thirds left to go. <laughs> so golden nugget number six is a very quick one, but I love this one too. And I started doing this. If anyone knows me, you know that uh, I've adopted this one. Golden nugget number six, always carry a notebook. Talk to us about that. Yeah, it, it's simple but powerful. And this is where, you know, GTD and uh, my research align perfectly. Uh, everybody I spoke to talked about carrying a notebook. You know, Richard Branson has written about it over and over again. He says the single most important possession is his little notebook. That's how he built, you know, the Virgin brand. And the idea is just that our minds are a terrible place to remember, you know, things that are important. And the more we try to hold on our minds, the more stress we feel from the, the they call it the Zygarnik effect. Mm. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm always now, you know, there's a debate. Well, can you just write it down in your iPhone or or or, you know, should you have a paper notebook? I'm partial to the paper notebook. There's some research suggesting that we will actually remember things if we write them instead of just kind of type them out. Um, I like the physical feel of the notebook. I like people to know that I'm not trying to send a text message or being distracted when we're, you know, talking at a meeting or something like that, but to each their own. And, you know, there's all these uh, people that I interviewed that just swear by this power of, of jotting down little notes, whether it's journaling or notes from meetings or words of wisdom from the books they read, but it just really changes their life. Yeah, and one of the things that David Allen always says is that our minds are best used for, uh, for processing different ideas, not to hold on to information. You'd be surprised when you start carrying around a notebook with you just how much information comes into your mind that you want to capture. Now, when you start capturing that information, you realize, holy crap, I've been holding on to so many good like pieces of information and it's just been gone. Like I just lose it or I hold on to it and it just ruins the ability to allow your mind to free itself up to process new information, which is the best state for your mind to be in. So carry a notebook around with you. I do this all the time and highly recommend all of you out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation to do the same as well. Golden nugget number seven. Now this one is... Uh, it's an interesting one because people have a tough time with this, but control your inbox. I, I get stressed out. My sister was in from New York last week and I was looking at her phone and I could see on the little mail icon, she had, you know, 5,423 <laughs> emails. I'm like, dear God, like, how do you deal with that? It just stresses me out looking at that. So maybe one of the things you could talk to us about here is the 3210 system. Yeah, you're 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 right. I mean, when I do surveys on what people complain about with time and productivity, it's uh, it's it's meetings and it's email. Mm -hmm. And we have to realize that as much as we complain about email, the first step is what is our culpability? What how are we at fault on some of this? And to be honest, many of us use our email inbox and text messages and other social media apps as a form of procrastination, as a form of a little reward. It releases dopamine. It's kind of like pulling that mm. handle on a slot machine. Is it going to be something good? And all of these companies out there and other people in our lives, they want our attention. And that's fine, but it can get in the way of our productivity. So the, the bottom line is shut off the notifications on your phone on everything. It's okay to, to go to email or messages and all of that, but do it when you want to do it, not because someone else is calling you, kind of like Pavlov's dog, mm. you know, ringing a bell 
and I'm reaching for my phone. My own system, I call it 3210. I only process, so I don't check email every time it dings. I process email like anything else three times a day, morning, noon, and night. Now, again, the number's not so important, Ryan. I mean, you know, I know people who only process it once a week or once a day, and others, people tell me, hey, I'm a stockbroker or whatever. I need to get back to people all the time. Fine, process it every 30 minutes or 15 minutes. The idea is to be intentional about it. Now, I will use a timer. You know, people like the Pomodoro technique, 21 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever number they, they, they choose. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to slam through that inbox, set yourself a little timer. It like changes your behavior. You're less likely to open up that, you know, attachment or go down that internet rabbit hole <laughs> of doing things and then try to get to inbox zero as close as you can. Mm -hmm. And I just go through the four D's. I open an email and it's like, can I delete it? Okay. Boom. It's gone. If I can't delete it, can I, can I delegate? I mean, can mm -hmm. I forward it to someone else? Boom, it's gone. If I can't delegate or or uh, uh, delete it, can I do it now? Which is if it's going to take me less than five minutes, boom, I get it out of the way. Otherwise, I defer it. But that doesn't mean leave it in the inbox because then our inbox is a second to-do list. Instead, you can turn, you just drag your email into the calendar and it will pop up and you can schedule time to finish that email. So it's the four D's and really only processing your email a few times a day. Oh, great tips. Great tips. And for all of you out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, you've heard that piece of advice before. On uh, episode 112, we were talking to Adam Alter. He wrote the book Irresistible, and he also mentioned shut off the notifications. So if you're out there and you haven't shut off your email notifications, what are you waiting for? I've done that a long time ago. I shut it off because it's just distraction, distraction, and it actually distracts you. And again, you want to talk about how many minutes you have. You know, you have a limited amount of minutes in a day. What is it? 1440. That's if right. If you spend time just distracting yourself with emails and going through, all of a sudden you realize that, you know, ah, it's going to take me one minute. One minute turns into two, two turns into 10. All of a sudden you're on your email looking at everything else and you're in that rabbit hole, like you were saying, Kevin, for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And all of a sudden you lose all that time and it pushes everything out. So shut those notifications off, schedule time to do email, follow the four D's. I love all of that. Great piece of advice. Golden nugget number eight, schedule and attend meetings as a last resort. So I love this in the book. You were talking about Steve Jobs, you know, who he famously avoided meetings by substituting short walks. Uh, Mark Cuban, he uh, there's a nice quote there. that says, never do meetings <laughs> unless someone is writing a check. So talk to us about this one. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's the other. Uh, it's email and meetings are the two big things people complain about. And you know, I just love that that <laughs> statement from Cuban. He could have said <laughs> anything about productivity. He picks meetings. <laughs> now we can't all, you know, be like Mark Cuban and just say no to our boss and other people with meetings. Right. We can say no much more often. We can say no to a lot of meetings. We could say no to meetings before noon. Like let's keep our deep work in the morning, mm. then our collaborative work in the afternoon, or maybe, you know, a lot of the tech companies will have a maker day, you know, might be a Wednesday or a Friday. No meetings are scheduled on that day. It's a time to make, not to meet. Um, and if you have to say yes to a meeting, say no to long meetings. You know, as you mentioned, a lot of the, the tech CEOs are famous for doing walking meetings. Richard Branson, again, says there's few meetings that need to last more than five or 10 minutes. And so that's just the idea. Let's say no as often as possible. At least one day a week, say no. And then try to say no to long meetings. 
Mm, absolutely. And that actually, you know what? That breaks us into the next golden nugget, golden nugget number <laughs> nine. Nice segue there. Say no to everything that doesn't support your immediate goals. And I love this when you mentioned that Warren Buffett, he advises that very successful people say no to almost everything. I found that truly fascinating. Talk to us about this one. Yeah, this comes up over and over again. And it's it's they're they're not being rude, but the most highly successful people they know what their goal, their values are, their goals are, and they fill their calendar with things that'll get there. And that doesn't leave time for a lot of other other things. Uh, and and it's hard for most of us. This is a really hard one for me because you know we're raised from being really young to like, hey, you know, you you want to be liked, so you want to help people. You're told it's nice to help people. You don't want to be rude. Uh, uh, we want people to return favors for us. So it's a very easy thing to say yes. And when you're not living from your calendar, you know, you come and say, hey, Kevin, can I uh, get you to help me out on this this charity thing I'm doing? Yeah, sure, I can do that because I'm not thinking through when I'm gonna uh, find the time to do that. What's helpful to me is when I realized that every every time I say yes to something, I'm actually saying no to another thing or many things. So when you realize it's not a yes or no, it's just your choices. If I say yes to this interview, which I'm really grateful I, I did say yes to, it is a no to many other things that I would have done with this time. So when you just frame it a little bit differently, it gets a little bit easier to say no. And often you can soften that no. It doesn't have to be a, no, Ryan, I'm not gonna help you with your charity, but it might be, Ryan, um, I can help you, but my calendar's booked up for the next six weeks. Can it hold until then? Or Ryan, I'm really tight until the end of the month. Can I give you, say, 30 minutes or less of my time? <laughs> so this, this is a way to kind of soften the blow to people. If you just can't come out and say no. Exactly. Great tips, too. I mean, I'm the type of person where I, I got myself into so much trouble, man, because I like to be liked. And so I would say yes to people all the time, even though I knew by saying yes, it would screw up my schedule. I'd have to push other things back. In the back of my head, I was like, you're not going to do this anymore. You're not going to go to the gym. Your whole schedule's thrown off, off course getting good at saying no and doing it in a very polite way, in a delicate way, is something that a lot of you out there have to do. And myself, I'm still learning to do it because, you know, I, I know that I say yes to things that I probably shouldn't do. But this was just a great reminder to the the importance of saying no. I absolutely love it. Golden nugget number 10, follow the powerful Pareto principle. So tell us what the Pareto principle is. Yeah, Pareto principle is more commonly known as the 80-20 rule. And it's this idea that most of the results in almost any activity, 80% of the results, comes from about 20% of the activity. So if you look at um, sales, for example, uh, often people will see that they get 80% of their revenue from only 20% of their clients or customers. Uh, other times you can look at, let's say even social media. You know, you look at your last 100 posts on Twitter or Instagram and count up the the likes. And you're going to find that 80% of the likes came from about 20% of your posts. And so if you use this strategy uh, in your productivity life, all of a sudden things become more clear. And you say, okay, look, you know, maybe I am still going to have a presence on social media, but not as much. And I'll think about what are the kinds of posts that are getting the most engagement. Um, what about my sales activity? You know, do I really need to go after 
all these individual people cold calling them and all the rest? Or do I realize that I just did this little automated growth marketing thing on LinkedIn that got me most of the results and I can just stop the other, other methods. So it's just really pausing, slowing down and looking at with all the work that you're doing to build your business, to get your work done, you know, what are the handful of tasks that are getting you most of your results? Just focus on those things. That's right. It's really about awareness, everybody. You got to make sure that you're looking at that 80-20 rule all the time, keeping it top of mind, thinking about how I'm spending my time. And uh, as you keep that top of mind, it'll help you focus more on the things that perhaps are more important that you should be doing as opposed to maybe the things that maybe aren't going to be driving a whole bunch of value in the end, but you're spending too much time on. Golden nugget number 11, focus on your unique strengths and passions. I love this one. Talk to us about it. Yeah, you know, th- this is where we we really need to remember the power of delegation. And again, this is a hard one for me because, you know, I, I, I'm a perfectionist. So nobody can do anything as good as I can. You know, I've got to do everything to do it right. And the reality, Ryan, is that might be true. But we have to realize, again, think about that 80-20 rule. This feeds into this, that, yes, if I delegate it to uh, someone on my team, Maybe it's not going to be perfect, but if it's 80% to perfect, I need to be okay with that and let it go because now that just freed up all of my time. Um, Harvard Business Review uh, had this crazy article. I mean, if it wasn't them, I wouldn't have believed it, that by just asking three questions, most, uh, most people can save eight hours a week. And those questions are just looking at your, your calendar of planned tasks and meetings and things. You just say, can I drop it? Can I delegate it? Or can I redesign the activity? Very similar to the four D's in email, by the way, Mm -hmm. but it's pause, become aware. And can I, you know, just drop this task? Can I delegate it? And we need to push ourselves to delegate more, especially if you're a manager, because delegation is a gift. You are, you are empowering your team members. You're giving them new skills. You're showing them that you, they, that you, you trust them. And that increases the team capability as well. Mm, Love that. Golden nugget number 12, batch your work with recurring themes. So this one, you know, you read in the book, innovative entrepreneurs, they really assign different themes to their office days so that employees can really concentrate on one specific type of work. I really, really love this one. I think a lot of you out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation are going to love this one too. Talk to us about batching your work with recurring themes. Yeah, it, big, big uh, speed and productivity benefit by batching. Uh, well-known sort of cons- consultant to consultants, Dan Sullivan. Uh, you know, he talks about entrepreneurs should have focus days, buffer days, and free days. Mm. And the focus days, you know, those are your game days. Those are those are the days where you are doing your most important activities. Usually, it's sales or revenue related, but whatever your strengths are. A buffer day, that's the day to catch up on phone calls and emails and sign paperwork and you know all the other administrative stuff we have to do. And then free days are days where you do not work. And what you're doing is you're resting and recharging, which all the Olympic athletes really talk to me about that. You know, entrepreneurs, it's hard to turn our brains off. We always want to be in the game, but it's important to have these separate uh, days. For myself, like, an easy day, Monday is, I call it Mondays are for meetings. Mm. So I do all my one-on-one staff meetings on Mondays. I just stack them up. I do our team. I call it a war meeting, a weekly action review. So I go to war with my team mm, nice. every Monday. Um, and, and that kind of, and because I've stacked them all on Monday, 
the next four days, I've got virtually no internal meetings because everybody's got, they're, they're just executing. We've done the meetings and we've got the game plan. Um, and, and Fridays I usually reserve for what we're doing right now. Uh, first Friday of the month, we're on it right now. <laughs> that's my media day. So nice. that's when I'm doing my podcast interviews, my newspaper interviews and, and things like that. I do for my own um, Lead X show podcast, I will do eight interviews in a single day, mm -hmm. which is about two months worth. So I have one day a month that's just podcast day. So think about the most important things you're doing, the recurring things, and try to stack them together as much as possible. Great tips, great tips, love that. Golden nugget number 13. If you can do a task in less than five minutes, do it immediately. So this really comes down to the touch it once principle. Talk to us about that. Yeah, real simple one, that, that's it, touch it once. And I'm, I go to an extreme on this one now, Ryan, like, you know, I walk to get the mail out of the mailbox every day, well, most people, you, you come inside and there's the two piles. There's the junk pile and then the bills. And then later we go through the junk again. And then we go through the bills again. On my walk back up to the garage, I am sorting that junk and I'm dropping it right in the recycle bin mm -hmm. before I even get into my house. <laughs> Those bills, they go into the bill pile, which again, I process on Friday afternoons. I don't even open the envelopes until I'm ready to do them. You know, I don't I don't care about what my electric bill or cable bill is. I'm just going to leave it sit there until I'm ready to to process it. So, you know, email, you open an email when you're ready to process it in that moment. Uh, just learn to touch everything once. Golden nugget number 14, routinely use early mornings to strengthen your mind, your body and your spirit. It's very important and I'm seeing a big trend in people starting to do more meditation and becoming more aware of these elements. Talk to us about that. Yeah, and this was one where I was really shocked because you know I'm asking people, give me your number one productivity tip. So I'm expecting to hear about <laughs> task lists and right. calendars and priorities. So many people said, my number one productivity tip is what I do in the first hour of my day. And they're not talking about getting work done. They're talking about their mind and body. You know, some people call it, their, their sacred 60, 60 minutes, or their non-negotiable hour. I think Tony Robbins calls it his hour of power. Mm -hmm. Now, people are doing slightly different things, but generally they're doing things for their body, like uh, we wake up a little dehydrated, so we're guzzling, uh, we're guzzling a bunch of water or maybe a protein shake. Highly productive people are not skipping breakfast. Uh, we're doing a light, little bit of a light cardio. This isn't a big workout but it gets that blood flowing, which increases our mood and cognitive capacity, uh, maybe some yoga stretches, things like that. For our mind, again, people are doing different things. Some people are praying, others are meditating, others are doing a gratitude practice. Mm. A lot of people are reading, a lot of people are journaling, but most of the people that I interviewed, these high performers, they weren't waking up, feeling stressed, rushing to the office and diving into emails. Mm -hmm. That first hour, that first 30 minutes, they were investing in themselves for the long game. Yeah, when I first started the, changing this up, I started working out first thing in the morning and it really changed everything in the day because usually what happens, you wake up in the morning, you kind of just pull your ass out of bed, you go to get yourself ready, brush your teeth, wash your face, have a shower, whatever, get your clothes on, get in the car, get your coffee, go in the office and you're still not fully there. You know, you're just trying to wake up and you're talking about the water cooler and whatever. 
So what I did, I started to change it up. Well, I went to bed in my gym clothes. Either I would go downstairs, start my workout, or I would go to the gym, drive to the gym, and uh, bring my work clothes to the gym. And after starting off your workout, you know, you get the blood pumping, your lungs are moving, you know, your brain's activated. After I shower, I get to work. Every single time I did that, I went to work with way more energy. And so I decided that, you know, I'm coming to work with more energy. I'm pumped up. I'm feeling good. I'm going to start doing my sales calls first thing in the morning. And I would pound through my sales calls much faster. This one was a game changer for me. It absolutely increased my performance by working out first thing in the morning, making time for me first thing in the morning, waking up a little bit earlier. But that changed the game for me. And I think it's definitely a game changer for so many people, obviously with people that uh, you interviewed. And for everyone out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, I would encourage you to try that as well. Last but certainly not least, my friend, (laughs) we did it. We're almost there. Golden nugget number 15. Productivity is about energy and focus, not time. I love this. Talk to us about this one. Yeah, you know, this is a good one to end on. It's kind of, it's kind of deep. You know, I, I didn't even like to put the word time management in my book, but that's what people search on. You know, we all have the same 1,440 minutes a day. We can't get more of that. It's not about managing the time. And, and an easy analogy, Ryan, is like we've all been there where, you know, imagine we're trying to, I don't know, read, read a book or something and read a textbook. And you wake up, you got to read a textbook. Well, if you're hungover or you got the flu, <laughs> man, it's going to take you forever. You're going to read That's for right. an hour. You'll be like, I just read the same sentence again or the same paragraph <laughs> over and over again. I don't know what I'm reading. But if we, you know, if we have just done that light cardio, if we've had a couple of cups of coffee, if we're on point, boom, we're going to get a lot more done in that hour. It's the same 60 minutes, but the productivity is completely different. And so most of us, again, you know, uh, we, our cognitive capacity reduces throughout the day. So the idea is, first of all, take care of our bodies, light cardio, lots of water, get good, deep sleep. In addition to that, the most productive people, they actually take more breaks. So we're designed to kind of like sprint and rest, sprint and rest. Mm -hmm. And so again, to each their own, you know, a lot of people like this Pomodoro technique, you know, you just sprint for 25 minutes, then pop up and walk around, get some air, get some water. To me, that's a little short. I like to work in 50 minute chunks followed by a 10 minute break. Everybody can figure out their own thing, but the idea is to spend more time on single tasking, all out focused attention, you know, these working jam sessions, then a little break and then get back to it. Mm, Absolutely love it. And we've heard this before as well, everyone out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation. Episode 100, we had Dan Pink on talking about his book, When, and he shared with us the importance of taking breaks and even the importance of taking a nap on the job. And he said, hey, you know what? It's just something that, you know, you need to start looking into. He calls it the uh, Nappuccino, where you take a quick cappuccino (laughs) or a coffee, you take a quick 20-minute snooze, you know, put the eye mask over, fall asleep for 20 minutes. By the time the caffeine kicks in, you're wide awake. But just having that little bit of break, it will give you a little bit more energy to go through your day. And uh, I truly love that. 15 secrets successful people know about time management. Kevin, my man, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. And, uh, you know, we did the marathon, man. It was going to be tough, but uh, we kept it lean. We kept it efficient. We got it done. But uh, for anyone out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation who wants to connect with you, they want to listen to your podcast, they want to get on your email list, whatever it is, how do they get in touch with you, man? Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity, Ryan. And it's easy. Every one of these tips we tease today 
I actually put out free training, a new free video every day at leadx.org, L-E-A-D-X dot O-R-G. So you go there every day. It's a new video on email management, meetings, whatever it is. Uh, the other thing is they can just visit my personal website, kevincruz.com, K-E-V-I-N-K-R-U-S-E.com to sign up for my weekly newsletter that's got more. Awesome. Awesome. Well, people are podcast fans, so tell me a little bit about your podcast. No, I appreciate that. There's two, the Extreme Productivity Podcast. For anybody who's into these productivity things, uh, check out Extreme Productivity Podcast. There's a lot of real tight episodes. Again, that's going to just take you to awesome. another level. And if you're into leadership, the LeadX Leadership Show uh, is is my weekly where I it's an interview format from some of the top CEOs around the world. I love it. Everyone, get on those podcasts. Obviously, there's so much to learn from you, Kevin, and uh, it was a great pleasure having you on the show. And I got to get you back on the show again, man, talking about some of your other books because you got some other gems out there that I know Cut the Crap Podcast Nation is going to be interested in. But, uh, Kevin, thank you so much for making time for both myself and everyone out there in Cut the Crap Podcast Nation. It's a true pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks, Ryan. All right, there we have it. That's 15 secrets successful people know about time management. The productivity habits of seven billionaires, 13 Olympic athletes, 29 straight A students, and 239 entrepreneurs. It was a cool episode, right? We kept this one moving. We kept it moving. You know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't stalling. Wasn't, we weren't growing stale on any of these golden nuggets. And uh, I really love this episode. This is a cool one, fast-paced and uh, lots to digest in this one. So again, like I said at the very top, it's my goal that you're able to take maybe one or two of these things away, put into practice in your life, and hopefully, hopefully get a little bit more out of your day. That to me is the goal, and if you're able to do that, then man, that's a, that's a win in my books. If you love this episode, then please go online, rate and review the show, send that screen capture to podcast at ryancalajuri.com, and I'll make sure you get into the draw every single quarter for a prize. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. And of course, if you want your summaries, then go to CutTheCrapPodcast.com and I'll make sure you get the written summaries in your inbox once a month. All you got to do is just sign up, hit the summaries tab, put in your name and your email, and you'll get that every single month. All that stuff, nice and easy. I'm doing it as a value add to you. What am I getting out of it? I'm getting relationships out of this. I'm building connections with all of you. So to me, it's all worth it. All right, that's a wrap, my friends. I hope you all have a fantastic week, a productive week, an inspired week. Catch you back here next week when I have a brand new book, brand new golden nuggets, an interview with an author, and of course, every single week I'm here saving you a little bit of time and bringing you information to spark real change in your life. Hope you all have a fantastic week. Take care. I love you guys. In your life, there will always be opposition. Sometimes it's in the form of an enemy. With a simple equation of hard work, determination, training harder and smarter than your opponent, you'll be able to vanquish them. Every once in a while, you'll have a worthy opponent. Somebody that you deserve to be in there with. Somebody that deserves to have a real fight, a real battle. And win or lose, you're gonna come out of that battle all the better for it. Having fought a hard fight, you'll have a glimpse into what it's like inside of you when you have to fight hard. The most challenging of all resistance comes from within. 
similarity with all warriors is that they're always battling with demons within themselves. It's a constant battle, a relentless one that has to be fought non-stop of wanting to quit, wanting to sit on the couch, wanting to hit the snooze bar. Those small battles, these little ones, have to be fought over and over and over again. Once you start winning those battles and overcoming them, more often than not, you start being able to see something be forged within you, being able to see the potential for greatness, to be epic, to be unique, to be original, and to perhaps do something that's never been done before. So my friends, why don't you ranger up and get on it?